Welcome to Sahaj Radio. I'm here with Geeta Patterson. Hello. So 
So what song was that? That was In the Shadows by the Finnish band The Rasmus. And you might not know this, but the bass player Eero Hainonen is a Sahaja Yogi. Cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's this show about today? Well, last week I promised to tell you all about the very first Summer Art Academy in Capella, Italy. And since I always keep my promises, that's exactly the topic for today. Cool. So you were over there in the summer, huh? I was. And it was wonderful. Yeah? Yeah. See, the purpose of the academy was to give yogis who can't make it to the Sahaj Music School in India a chance to learn Indian classical music and dance from the very same teachers who run the school in India. Also, Theatre of Eternal Values, the Sahaj Theatre Company, which has been founded by Shimataji uh, exactly 10 years ago, was involved and taught different acting styles. Cool. Ah. You're, you're doing that theatre stuff, right? Yes, I did. I was actually there to teach improv. Uh, Victor Vettuni, the artistic director of uh, Theatre of Eternal Values, organized also the Art Academy, and uh, he invited me to come over and teach. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it was a, a desire he had since a very, very long time. Oh. So you have a, an interview with Victor, yeah? Yeah, and he is uh, talking about the Academy. Okay, let's put that on. I think the idea, to be perfectly honest about it, is it's been around for some time. Many of us have talked about it in the last uh, four or five years um, to go deeper into a particular art form, uh, especially because we've had so many inspiring musicians from India, Nirmal Sangeet Sarita, Arunapte, people from the Academy, great Indian musicians. And not everybody can go to India. And so we have India here for you know uh, about a week and uh, uh, but we also have um, many other people um, from who are very professional and, and accomplished in their discipline in the West who are also able uh, to do things. The arts is an excellent educational experience uh, as well as a deepening one for for yogis because um, every every note that you sing uh, which is in harmony with your subtle system produces vibrations and so it's a, a way of introspecting and where Indian music is concerned it's a way of learning to play this marvelous instrument develop this marvelous instrument that Shimashi has given us uh, we use very often the metaphor of Sri Krishna's flute um, and of course this flute can make a melodious sound or it can make a, a sound that's kind of you know, kind of out of tune, and so it's a way of tuning up your subtle system. Are you planning to do this often? Uh, I, I, I think we have to now, because so many people want to come again. I wanted to say uh, something which is very important as well, that, that, that um, the foundation here, the foundation's mission is the advancement of Sahaja Yoga. And that word advancement is very interesting, because at once it's an expansion and an extension of Sahaja Yoga beyond the collective into the world. Uh, but for me it also represents the avant-garde of, uh, of Sahaja Yoga where um, the knowledge that we have um, is, 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 is sort of um, extended. And um, here we had a, one of the things that I really noticed right from the first day was that 
um, Arunapti, for example, who is a, a master of Indian vocal, was actually relating everything he was teaching to the subtle system and to Sahaja Yoga, and that the notes that were being sung and the melodies were being experienced on a vibrational level and on a spiritual level. And so, for me, this is the avant that this is the, the breakthrough that's happening. We really are advancing. Um, something new is happening. Something tremendously exciting is happening here. Uh, the boundaries of what we've experienced as Sahaja Yoga as an inner experience are being extended now, um, how should we say, in a way which is supported by mother's love and her vibrations. Uh, you can feel it tangibly. Uh, a lot of people in their feedback forms have, have written in many different languages practically the same thing, that they managed to go deeper in their meditation as a result of all the activity. There's a quality of attention which is extraordinary because normally these teachers have maximum, how many students, 10 maximum? Yes. There were 60 in the room and the quality of attention was so amazing and the teachers themselves were really uh, motivated um, by this enthusiasm and interest and, and the support has been amazing from all the other collectives and it really feels that Cabela really is an international center. It happens to be in Italy but it's the place that Sri Mataji has vibrated sort of intensively for more than 15 years and this you can feel it and thus it, it, it gives a sort of um, how should we say um, a blessing to every initiative that starts here. So for example Theatre Eternal Values is launching its next international production here in Cabela with um, an international workshop. It will be on the life of William Blake who I think is a role model for all subjects in his intensity of purpose, his undaunted um, campaign to emancipate people through his own art. Yeah, Victor is truly an expert on William Blake. Probably not many people have heard of who he is. William Blake? Yeah. Ah, William Blake uh, is, or was, he isn't. He was um, an amazing artist who also wrote poetry, composed songs. Yeah, you had uh, a little bit on there last week of him. Yes, I uh, played a few songs of Victor's fantastic CD, William Blake's Songs of Innocence and Experience. And just for those who didn't tune in last week, let's play another song off the CD. Okay, you got one? Yeah, this is, this is my favorite one. It's called The Chimney Sweeper. Cool. Scarcely cry, weep, 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 weep. So your chimneys I sweep, and it's so I sleep. There's little Tom Dacre who cried when his head, that curled like a lamb's back, was shaved. So I said, Hush, Tom, never mind it, for when your head's bare, you know that the soot cannot spoil your white hair. So he was quiet and that very night As Tom was a-sleeping he had such a sight That thousands of sweepers, Dick, Joe, Ned or Jack Were all of them locked up in coffins of black 
a bright key And he opened the coffins and set them all free Then down a green plain leaping laughing they run And washing the river and shine in the sun Naked and white, all their bags left behind They rise upon clouds and sport in the wind And the angel told Tom if he'd be a good boy He'd have God for his father and never want joy And so Tom awoke and we rose in the dark And got with our bags and our brushes to work Morning was cold, Tom was happy and warm. So if all do their duty, they need not fear harm. When my mother died, I was very young, and my father sold me while yet my tongue could scarcely cry, weep, 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 weep. So your chimneys I sweep, and in soot I sleep. going to tell me more about the time in Italy? Yeah, there were about 120 students from various countries who attended the different art courses. That was uh, very surprising because Victor only got, I believe, 31 online registrations and then it turned out to be 120. So it was quite a success. Wow. Yeah. And uh, at the farewell party, all students had to perform something they had learned in the courses and that in front of a very very large audience and you were teaching well not at the farewell party oh no we, I was actually performing with my students oh what did you guys do we did improv theater improv yeah mm-hmm and for uh, pretty much all of them it was the very first time that they heard about improv and practice it oh and you do improv here too eh? i do i do yes uh i'm a member of theater on the edge which is waterloo's one and only improv theater troupe yeah and you guys just last week had a festival yes an amazing improv festival uh, over four days and we had guests from toronto guelph all over the place it was fantastic Okay, so getting back to Italy, um, how was uh, all the students performing? Everything's good? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It went really, really well. I was amazed to see with what they came up in this uh, very short time of learning. And they performed uh, Kuchipuri dance, which is a classical Indian dance form. And I couldn't believe it, how good they were. Yeah. And uh, also the... Um, the students who attended to the Indian bhajan course, they were able to sing three brand new bhajans, which they have learned in one week. That's totally amazing. What's a bhajan? Sounds like some kind of a sandwich or something. It's, <laughs> it's a sort of an Indian folk song, <laughs> but it's uh, spiritual and um, it's it's more devotional folk song to God, you can say. Okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was pretty amazing. 
because most of the students or the performers they were very inexperienced in performing and yeah. doing that in front of a large audience like that we had about 500 uh, people in the hall uh, it's that would be enough to scare your wits out you know if you don't have experiences in this but uh, as a sahaja yogi you sort of lose this fear because when you meditate you start to learn detachment that's what i'm doing right now <laughs> learning detachment or meditating no detaching <laughs> so how does this detachment work well you sort of lose the fear of making mistakes you introspect uh you get aware about your own conditionings um that sort of thing yeah so you're that's the whole process of this uh self-realization is looking at yourself yeah that's right yeah that's what you do mostly in your meditation to introspect and uh, many riddles about yourself will unveil okay so you have another interview yeah i actually asked a few students um about this summer academy and yeah let's hear what they have to say my name is Linka. i'm from czech republic hello my name is alexandra and i'm from england hello i'm anke schmich from germany i enjoyed doing the courses of vocal therapy i attended course of uh, singing with uh, mr subramanian i did the kuchipuri dance which was also one of my dreams to learn Indian dancing. I attended the acting classes, the improvisation classes, and loved it. It's not the first time that I participate in acting classes, because I've been part of TEV for 10 years, which is a mother's theatre company, but it was really a beautiful experience to be doing these classes with so many people, also with experience, without experience, and see what came out. And we had a lot of fun, a lot of laughter, and uh, we also discovered a lot, for example. Well, I think for people that had never done it before, they discovered that they were able to improvise, they were able to stand up and not know anything about acting and produce a brilliant scene just with a, with a few little hints and directions of what to do. And um, I also learned new things for myself about <clears throat> taking risks and not worrying about the result. It was also a new experience to do improvisation classes or improvisation scenes in front of a, bi a big audience. And it was uh, it was a risk for everybody, but it worked really well. I took the aeronautic course, music therapy. And did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. What did you learn? I learned everything. <laughs> uh, it sort of reminded me of my um, life-changing experience in Washi where I discovered very subtle things about myself. Yeah, we oh, something happened, something very, something very specific happened. I, uh, I've, I've developed tendonitis in my right hand again for the second or third time. And uh, we reached a point in the course where he was doing uh, specific areas inside of us. We were doing some mantras, speech mantras and ragas for the left swadhisthan to cool down the right, right side. So I've, and I've, that day I had a very lot of pain and tension in my right hand from this illness. <clears throat> so I thought, okay, this is great. Now we're going to do this left side thing and it's going to cool that down and it's going to take it away. So I was waiting and we did it and it was exactly the same. And then he said, now we're going to do right side which was actually heating. It's good for the left side. 
I thought, oh no, we're going to do some heating. Oh, here it goes. It's, my hand's going to get worse now. And then we did it. It was the right Swadhisthan um, mantras, etc. And suddenly the pain and tension went away. And then I realized, suddenly it was like a revolutionary thing for me, that I, I'm always in a state of trying to avoid the right side. Instead of, of appreciating it and, and developing it and using it, I'm always trying to pull the water from the left side and put out the fire on the right side all the time. And this is just a habit. It's it's like a, a fear. And then I was speaking to a, one yogini, and she was mentioning that we have this conditioning about the right side in the West, that something very hard and dry and aggressive, and it culminates in ego, and it's something to be avoided, basically. But after self-realization, there's the Mahasaraswati in, in Sahasrara, and she's pouring down all this divinity, all this creativity into the right side. So to think we have to sort of go into our right Swadhisthan and develop something up through the right side is actually not correct after self-realization. It's actually pouring down, and we just have to do something with that, this flood of, of beauty and creativity that's coming from Sri Mahasaraswati. And, uh, and then suddenly, I, all these realizations were coming. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, one thing also that I realized was, because he said we have a prominent element uh, that we use. So all my life I realized I'm always in my head all the time. It's very colorful, very beautiful. In fact, I have so many ideas and things, they, they seem complete in my head. I don't feel like I need to do them because they're already finished anyway. Anyway, I'd like to avoid criticism and all this thing that comes with with doing manifesting something and uh, so I thought okay I've got this light it comes he said it comes from the the, the light comes from the fire in this water stand so it comes up in the head and you have the light of your eyes you have sight you have vision and all this and uh, so and then I realized if I can just take all that light all those ideas and just put them uh, get busy with something, put them into something, bring it. So two things, um, uh, one thing that happened the other day also, when I had my hand in a, in, in a cold foot, uh, hand soak, I started creating music in my mind. I was doing the rhythm with my teeth and creating unique uh, melodies. And suddenly my hand got, uh, vibrations started pouring out of my hand. And I was really surprised and then I tried it again. I thought this is interesting. <laughs> Then I started making making up something else, and again, the, where my tendonitis is in my hand, the cool started coming out. I could feel it in the water. And now, yesterday, I just started uh, developing a children's novel, and I was walking along, and I was getting so many ideas, and I felt also that my that I had such a flow and a security in myself from this. And so it all started just with this very simple concept, and I thought it's just, it just was like a hunch, you know, that somehow. And so, I mean, and there were so many things like that that happened in the course, and then so many subtle things that were f happening inside physically, and, and feelings of bliss. And <laughs> feelings of bliss. Yeah. And all these things we learned were far beyond technical knowledge. Well, you know, you, you were in Nagpur, you studied Indian classical music as well, so you know. You want to hear some freaky stuff? Yeah, let's hear some freaky stuff. I like freaky stuff. <laughs> what do you learn uh, beyond technical knowledge? Eh? Hmm. Good question. Um, when you have a relationship of 
uh, guru musician teaching you, you have magically music transferring to you. And Indian people talk about this music uh, teacher, Saraswati, and you can really feel that this special energy of teaching is coming through. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyway, so what I wanted to know from the students was would they go again so you asked them i did okay let's um, hear it that's what they said would you come again oh yeah definitely i'd like to come back and i'd like it to be bigger and better yeah definitely if i can choose definitely i would come back absolutely i would like to come back Teatro, danza, spettacolo, there's so much talent in sajoga so so many people can do so many things so we can put all that together we can start creating hey that's <sighs> good yes I am glad they would go again because I'm going for sure if you let me that's to say yeah. <laughs> and hey maybe even our listeners like to come yeah. they can yeah they can but there's one condition what's that they have to start meditating speaking of meditating you're gonna do a meditation for us sure great okay uh, let's just get some music and We'll start. on a chair or on the floor put your hands on the lap and uh, put the palms upwards now put your attention on top of your head like you were wearing a crown put your attention on the crown of your head try not to think When thoughts are coming, then just say, not this. Keep your attention on the crown of your head and listen to the music. Ah, ah, ah. 
sensations are normal. If you feel tingling in your fingers, that just means that there is a blockage in your, one of your chakras. If you feel a cool breeze in the palms of your hands, that just indicates that your Kundalini is awakened. was possible for her, she has created living deities to show that God exists, that you can now test their vibrations and see for yourself how she has worked very hard. She has created all this beautiful universe, She has created you also. She has created the Kundalini within you. It's a great day for all of us, the seekers, that the last work of the Divine 
of opening the last center in the great primordial being was done on 5th of May 1970. It is the greatest event of all the spiritual happenings of the universe. It was done with very great care and great adjustments. It is not in the limits of human understanding how things are worked in the heavens. It is your fortune and God's love that has worked out this wondrous miracle. Without this happening there could not have been a possibility to give mass realization to people. Sastrara was open, the whole atmosphere was filled with tremendous Chaitanya and there was tremendous light in the sky and the whole thing came on this earth as if a torrential rain or a waterfall with such a tremendous force as if I was unaware and got stupefied. The happening was so unexpected and so tremendous that I was stunned and I 
became completely silent at its grandeur. I saw the primordial Kundalini rising like a big furnace and the furnace was very silent but burning uh, appearance it had. As if you heat up some metal and it has many colors in the same way the Kundalini showed up like a huge furnace say of a, I can say uh, of a furnace which is like a tunnel uh, where you see these uh, plants uh, you have for uh, coal uh, burning to create electricity and it stretched like a telescope one after another came out like that and the deities came and sat on their seat on their golden seat and then they lifted the whole of the head like a big dome and opened it and then this torrential rain completely drenched me and I started seeing all that and got lost into the joy. It was like an artist seeing its own creation fulfilled. I felt the joy of great fulfillment. Okay, so that's about it for our show today. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming. Yeah, tune in again next Friday, 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, and if uh, anyone wants to check out, uh, they can go on the web at... www.sahajayoga.ca And that is spelled S-A-H-A-J-A-Y-O-G-A. Dot C-A or dot org. Right. And if you want to meet us in person, you come to the library in Kitchener. Yeah, Kitchener Public Library at uh, 7 o'clock Tuesdays in the basement, Sahaja Yoga. And thanks for tuning in. Bye. See ya.